United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects I just did that on accident. You did? I wasn't even ready. Like I was not ready either. I got it up to click and then accidentally clicked it. And I was like, oh, well, here we are. I hadn't even like refocused my eyes. I was still just completely zoned out waiting. Just yeah. for... I wasn't even like... Re- I didn't even go into my method acting yet. That's how like quickly you took me off guard. Trust me, it was a shock to me too. (laughs) (laughs) This is showbiz, baby. We gotta do it live. (laughs) That's showbiz. Clicking (laughs) the wrong button. Um, So I guess, uh, I guess, hey, what's up? Um, Hey, what's up? My name is Noelle and I am feeling pretty poor today after my lovely dog decided to break me through the coals for a quick G for a quick fucking band. So mm-hmm. that you um, that's me, baby. Hey, showbiz. And I'm emotionally injured because Puffin bit me earlier. What's well your as name though? Physically or oh, Chelsea. I'm on the I'm on the title, kid. I'm on the calling card. Yeah, but they have to be able to recognize us. Um that's true. I yeah, feel Chelsea like... got bit today. Chelsea oh, yeah. got bit. Yeah, Puffin bit the fuck out By of the me. By the prodigal uh, son. <laughs> it made me so sad. It it like didn't. You can say it. it. She cried. She cried yeah, for a I long time. I cried because it hurt me more emotionally because I think I was like, what did I do wrong mm-hmm. to cause you to hurt me? Classic emotionally okay. abusive relationship, you and your yep. dogs. Yep. So it was a rough day for us both. Uh, probably yeah. I would. I would rather uh, handle the emotional bankruptcy than the financial bankruptcy. So I, mm-hmm. I wish you well. Yeah, it was a bit emotional too. Um, we're doing that thing that everyone hates, where we talk about not the episode. No, but, no. <laughs> but um, Cora was like, I touched the side of her face where her bad tooth is at that she cracked or whatever the fuck she did to it, and she made like a uh crying in pain sound and leaned away from me and i i oh. my eyes hollowed out and i turned into a black mist and i was like i'm so sorry like, <laughs> i felt fucking horrible the dogs are putting us through it um but she's better now well she she's will be better well, yeah she's medicated be, now yeah she's medicated now she'll be better tomorrow when she goes in to get it ripped the fuck out but anyway Speaking of rip the fuck out, um, my life got a little crazy. So the big topic that I wanted to do is on the back burner. And Chelsea is once again driving us, but she's driving us to the worst place to drive us of all, New Jersey. How dare you? You know, I've been, (laughs) they just did like a drag race challenge in Jersey court on RuPaul's Drag Race. So that's kind of, I was like, oh, Jersey. Let's talk about Jersey. No, says no one ever. Well, that's what we're doing tonight. So someone said it and it was us. Yep. Yeah. So we are talking about the eerie tales of the Jersey devil, which have echoed through the annals of folklore for centuries. <laughs> Blending half. Are you going to think, are you thinking annals? Oh, yeah. That's it's spelled. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled like <laughs> blends through the anus of the folklore of centuries, Thank blending you. half truths and hazy memories into a tapestry of haunting lore. 
Contemporary sightings add a layer of intrigue, suggesting perhaps these aren't just mere fabrications. And rooted in tales of dark sorcery, demonic summonings, and even encounters with the devil, the creature remains a cryptid enigma, possibly eluding the scrutinizing eyes of modern science. And this creature, if real, and I'm saying it's real, might represent an undiscovered species that once roamed New Jersey's vast landscapes. I love a cryptid with longevity. Like a cryptid that is like seen in folklore, like um, Native American folklore? You have longevity in the sense of like Buck and Nessie. Mm, Nessie's been seen then, been seen now, Bigfoot. Um, But I like the ones that pop up and go away, like Mothman a little bit, but like um, uh, Flatwoods Monster, that Mm. one's only had one. The Enfield Encounter was a one and done. Like a lot of these are one and done and they just leave such a mark on an area. But we're going to go into like the history of the Jersey Devil and sightings that are within the past like seven years even. Yeah, I'm excited to get into the Jersey Devil because I feel like the lore has been convoluted and maybe that is just what it is and we'll just get more confused as we read this but i feel like the jersey devil lore has been like tied in with like almost cryptid skinwalker lore yeah and then almost um like a cryptid thunderbird type lore like it just depends on who you talk Mm -hmm. to like it's somewhere and then also in between like it's a bat human type guy like yeah, it's it's wild because I I try I really separated out the other things of this, and I think you're going to get some parts where it kind of could cross over into other things. But that's the thing with the Jersey Devil is it has a longevity, and with these sightings, it may be similar. But there are some people who try to make the case that the Jersey Devil could be Spring Hill Jack, mm. um, which we could do an episode on. But it's not Spring Hill Jack. Um, there are some people who give it like Wendigo, but it's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't have that same thing. Or even like the Chupacabra, even Mothman. And I think that's when you say that the lore gets convoluted. I think it's because it bleeds into maybe things that are more familiar. And then when you hear Jersey Devil, you're like, oh, Wendigo, Chupacabra. Oh, mm-hmm. Native American lore. But that's not it. And we're actually not going to really. Like its origins are completely different than that. I think it's just been. um adopted into the scene without getting anything any distinction okay well let's fucking learn so the chilling legend of the jersey devil deeply ingrained in the lore of the pine barrens centers around a local resident named jane leeds or mother leeds according to the tale burdened with already with 12 children she cursed her 13th child in 1735 it's reasonable yeah, I fucked her. I went to school with a girl who was on like her mom was like pregnant with like their twenty third baby. Like, oh my! Like, the Duggars to shame. Should be fucking illegal. Um, and in seventeen thirty five, she proclaimed that it would be the devil. And when born, this child initially appeared to be normal, but then horrifyingly morphed into a monstrous creature and fled into the pine barrens, forever to be known as Noel. Yep, I was going to say my origin origin. story. Yeah, that's Noel's origin story. Uh, And the narrative, actually, so that's the lore. But let's take this narrative and put it in with the actual family who lived in the area at the time. The Leeds family, specifically Deborah Leeds, is thought to be the real mother Leeds of legend. Because remember, it's Jane Leeds in the Mm. lore. 
but it's Deborah Leeds in history. And her husband, Jaffet Leeds, listed 12 children in his 1736 will, a detail that aligns strikingly with the legendary account. Yeah. And adding to the intrigue, Daniel Leeds, a member of the Leeds family, was known for his expertise in astrology and alternate healing, despite growing suspicion of the Quaker community, who viewed such knowledge as akin to black magic or even being satanic. Mm-hmm. Even worse than deals with the devil, Daniel Leeds' loyalty to the British crown oh, deepened his estrangement from the community. Oh, what is worse my- than the devil, but then the British monarchy? That's literally it. That's literally, yeah. it goes hell, and then below that, British monarchy. Their only redeeming quality was Princess Diana, and they fucking offed her. So yeah. fuck them. Also, to be pro-British in 1736 is fucking embarrassing. That's so fucking embarrassing. That's like being saying you're like a girl's girl, but also being like pro-Trump. It's like you're yeah. a blood traitor, you piece of shit. Get out like, of here. Literally. Just yeah, that's just embarrassing. Uh, this is the one of the few times where I will say, then go back. Yeah. Then get <laughs> yeah. the fuck that's, out. There was <laughs> there's nothing more like I am so American patriotic when it comes to hating the British, especially yeah. in the 1700s. Big time. Um, so this is embarrassing for him, and the, his loyalty to the British crown only deepened his estrangement from the community. Good. And even historian Brian Regal suggests that Daniel's endorsement by Lord Cornbury <laughs> and rejection of Quaker beliefs led to being labeled as evil by the local Quaker community. Also, the Leeds family crest was adorned with three dragon-like figures, which further stoked the local populace suspicions and linked Daniel Leeds and his family to the sinister legend of the Jersey Devil. He had a fucking, like, House Targaryen logo, and they were like, demon. What devil? Dude, it would have been cool if he wasn't aligned with the British monarchy, man. Yeah. God, you know, that's what you fucking get. Uh Uh-huh. So, to further tarnish their reputation... The son, Titan Leeds, inherited his father's almanac business, which caused a direct feud with Benjamin Franklin, who also had his own almanac business. Damn. Which further fueled the Leeds family notoriety. Also, fuck Benjamin Franklin real quick. Just a real yeah. quick fuck Benjamin Franklin. You're not a Ben Fran fan? Um, nope. Not all you know, the syphilis he gave to his wife by cheating on her? Yeah, not all of the um, R-word he committed on the slaves he kept in his basement. Mm. You know? Well, not the dentures made out of slave teeth anymore. Wait, was that was- Washington or was that Franklin or both? Oh, I'm thinking George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get George Washington confused with Benjamin Franklin? yeah. That's did Benjamin Franklin have slaves? He probably did, though. It probably still stands. Let's find out. He did have syphilis, and he cheated on his wife. I'm going to oh, Google God. it. Crusty old white men. They just are one in my brain. It's fine. Um, as ben, a young... Okay. Ben Franklin, Franklin was electricity. <laughs> yeah, he was, the, he was the key on the kite. Uh, he... Franklin did not publicly speak out against slavery until very late in his life, but as a young man, he owned slaves, and he carried advertisements for the sale of slaves in his newspaper, the Pennsylvania Gazette. 
And there you go. Once again, I'm right. You know, if the shoe fits, wear it. I mean, accusing somebody who like ran with the founding fathers of owning slaves is just kind of like throwing a penny in the dark and hitting the floor. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) but good for you. Way to keep us honest here. So in 1740, a supposed exorcism aimed to rid all of New Jersey of the Jersey Devil for 100 years. There was a mass state exorcism. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the creature continued to be sighted. And the discovery of bog iron and a growing population in New Jersey coincided with an uptick in these eerie encounters. Amongst them... Commodore Stephen Decatur in 1800 and Joseph Bonaparte, they sound fucking French, in the 1820s reported seeing a strange winged creature. And these tales led to practices such as hanging lanterns outside to keep the creature away. Now, in 1899... Also, that's why they did it, not because they wanted to fucking see in the dark. It took them seeing a bat creature in the sky and they were like, oh, I guess we should fucking light up the darkness, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exactly it. They're like, hmm. we must suffer unless it is pragmatic. To yeah, this is, this is early American logic. This is early America brained. Yeah, just Suffering. unnecessarily a hard life. Yep. So in 1899, numerous encounters in New Jersey, which were documented in Lauren Coleman's Monsters of New Jersey, Mysterious Creatures in the Garden State book, captivated it says locals. Monsters of New Jersey, and it's just a picture of the shore house. Yeah, <laughs> just snooky. Yeah. Um, even New York residents reported chilling incidents, like a farmer who heard a terrifying scream and later found his sheep missing. One January night in Woodbury, New Jersey, a hotel guest heard a hissing sound and saw a white creature with glowing eyes flying fast overhead. Simultaneously in Burlington, Joseph Loudon and his family heard noises resembling a heavy body in the snow. That was just me rolling around being sad. Yeah, right. Uh, The creature circled their house, trying to enter through the back door before disappearing, leaving beast-like footprints in the snow, and another town resident found similar footprints leading to a junkyard. It was just a size nine. They just weren't used to it. It was just (laughs) like my footprint. (laughs) Yeah, you, you size nine. (laughs) They were like, oh my god, there's a beast, but it's just a a size nine foot of a lady. Imagine if this would have been like happening during or maybe it did happen during like salem witchcraft trial days because they hear you hear about like how the devil crossed the bridge into salem and that's what like caused it mm-hmm. like could you imagine these sorts of sightings happening then like i wonder how many more people would have died oh probably a lot let's see oh as i hit my shit salem trials begin 1692 1692 to mid-1693. So, like, 100 years later. Yeah. So, you know, they just missed them. Just ships in the night. Yeah. Um, So, the next day in Burlington, the Loudons found more footprints near their garage, suggesting the creature had rummaged through it. And the town took these incidents seriously, with residents securing their homes early and staying indoors at night. The subsequent evening, more encounters unfolded intensifying the mystery of the Jersey devil and the end of January would prove to be the most intensive sightings in Jersey devil history. You know what that reminds me of before you read this, the village. I was just going to fucking say like how everyone like goes in at night. Yeah. Everyone has to like 
wear yellow and go into their houses at night. And if they hear yeah. knocking, don't open the door. Like, I like leave the that. lantern out at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone yeah. has to be in by a certain time. Like an entire community captivated by fear has so much power to cause things to happen. Um, I mean, you see it with like the Salem witchcraft trials. Like look at what the collective fear did back in the 2000s when all the clowns were around. Yeah. Um, and those weren't even, obviously those weren't fake, but the idea that an idea can create a cultural phenomenon where an entire community is captivated and people start to participate in this like shared mm-hmm. delusion to the point where they will dress up like fucking clowns and scare people. Yeah. Um, Wild. I, mean, I can't believe no one shot a clown during that time. It's crazy that they didn't. I think it's because they were mostly targeting children, which is clown behavior. But I also think of it in like the in less horror, more fun, like the leprechaun sighting that like went viral. Like what you can get a community on board with something, whether it's scary or positive, like people are fucking in it to win it. Do you remember that? Yeah. They were yeah. like the leprechaun sighting with the crazy drawing like (laughs) this is yeah it's it's so fun and then everyone's outside like did you do you want to see a leprechaun and everyone's like hi that's fucking rich dude all we got in our local community was like praying for rain you know what i mean yeah we did the the state ordered pray for rain which was crazy i want a good old-fashioned sacrifice mob oh Oh, well, depending on what the mob chooses to do. But I was going to mob- say, we're in a state that that's just a fucking nut hair away from happening at any well, point. Well, if someone was like, there's a leprechaun and we're all chasing it, I'm not even putting my shoes on. I've been ready to have fun. That's do you have good, a pitch clean fork? fun. Do you have a pitchfork? If I had to, let's do that thing where it's like, find something in your vicinity. You. Yeah, so grabbing? I have this I have this tiny little Inner an, tube. an inflatable inner tube that's that goes Barbie sized. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it sits on a rubber ducky. Oh, rubber ducky goes in. Oh, uh, or I have this little Bulbasaur, and that's what you're bringing to the riot. That's all I need, baby. What are you bringing? That's all I got. Oh. I have a Jesus candle that I think I lit for you sarcastically one day because I was like, I light a candle for you. I've got a vacuum that plugs in. I mean, and a pen, a metal pen. Yeah, I don't have much. Pen. I have like chapstick. Like I have a, I have books. None of that's fun. I have the biblically accurate angel sticker in the form of a Furby that I think you gave me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we'll I don't have much to out. fight yeah. with. We'll figure. I just got to take there. these two guns. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, oh. I'm just waiting for the day. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I just want some good, clean fun. Almost like when Pokemon was released, you know what I mean? Good, clean fun yeah, like that. Yeah, just outside having fun for free. Mm-hmm. So, Noel, if you would like to read the following quoted encounter that I got from UFO Insight. Yes. In the early hours of the 19th January. Um, I hate how they wrote that. Like the 19th January <laughs> ever or the 19th of January. Well, anyway. this is like the 1700s. So that's well, how they wrote back then. Figure it out. At a little after 2.30 a.m. in Gloucester City, Mr. and Mrs. Evans were in bed when the most bizarre of noises dragged them from sleep. 
Each of them sat up and turned their attention to their bedroom window. Much to their surprise, sitting upon the roof of their shed was the Jersey Devil. And he was like, hi, besties. His nails were just long and dead. Yeah, he had literally the longest acrylics. He (laughs) pointed them out at them and he blew kisses. Uh (laughs) Mr. Evans would later state that the creature was around three feet high and had a, it's snooky, and had a, (laughs) a quote, head like a collie dog and face like a horse. It's Nicole Snooky Palazzo. Yeah, it's still Snooky. Still Snooky. What's more, its long neck stretched to a back that contained wings about two feet long. It also had crane-like legs upon which it stood upright with two short front legs with paws. He would eventually open the window and attempt to scare the strange creature away. When he did so, however, it turned to face him before barking and flying away. <laughs> I I didn't want it to bark. I wanted to be like, fuck you. And then fly away. <laughs> um, after reporting the sighting, two hunters, hunters would trail the apparent tracks of the creature for several mi- miles. According to the route it appeared to take, it was able to leap high enough to jump over fences five feet high. That's fun. So I think it's fun. I like that it runners. She's a runner. She's a track star. Well, he has the face of a collie and the head of a horse. No, you have that backwards. Head of a collie, face of a horse. Okay. Still. Shade. Shady. (laughs) Um, On January 19th, the air was thick with whispers and wary glances as more sightings of the Jersey Devil emerged. In Camden, a startled resident reported a creature resembling a possum-sized dog emitting a shrill bark before vanishing into the sky with a flap of its wings. Sweetsboro was abuzz with talk of a bizarre creature crowned with antler-like horns, and while in Glassboro, a peculiar three-toed duck-like footprint stirred curiosity and fear. The next day, a Burlington policeman described a menacing figure with eyes like blazing coals. In Pemberton, Reverend John Purcell was left speechless by a creature unlike any other he had seen before, and sightings continued at Haddonfield and Collinsworth. In Morristown, John Smith... Okay, these fucking names are ridiculous. Dude, it's because these were all established by the fucking British when they came over, and we never changed the names when we took it back. God, it's just... Actually, this is still... If we're in 17... Uh... Oh, 1899. We're not in the 1700s anymore. Yeah, this is just British naming. It's fucking, I'm, this, it's embarrassing. Grow up, get it over embarrassing. it. God, I can't. So fucking well, British. we're about to it. get even more British because in Moorestown, John Smith. Great. Encountered and chased a three foot tall hairy monster with monkey like arms, a dog like face, hooves, and a tail, which mysteriously vanished into a nearby pit. Later that day, a Springside trolley operator reported a winged kangaroo-like figure with a long neck crossing the tracks. I love how saturated the sightings are because I think it gives credence both to the creature and I also think it gives credence to how much how fear can grip a community and cause mass panic. Mass panic is fascinating. I also like that we see creative interpretations of what he looks like. Probably due to the lack of education. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because somebody who says that something's a winged kangaroo-like figure is a red man. 
Mm-hmm. Somebody who said it was a uh, peculiar three-toed dog. <laughs> that's a local. Baby. Yeah, it's a local yokel. I mean, that's how Noel and I would describe it. So yeah, I would be like, it looks like a dog. It barked. <laughs> it <laughs> it barked. It, it shrill barked at me. It was big. It was anywhere between three feet and seven feet. It looked, <laughs> it may have been taller than me. Like just those contradictory shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now. I have been watching RuPaul's Drag Race, like I said. Okay, incessantly. love that. Love so, that that's coming up right now. I am going to rewrite history a bit because if those queens have taught me anything, it's manifestation. Okay. But that being said, later in that evening, after the John Smith sighting, Joseph Manns stumbled across his puppy outside and it was alive and well at the end. Uh-oh. However, later he discovered strange footprints around his chicken coop, oh. adding to the mounting tales of the enigmatic creature haunting the region. I see what you did there. On January 21st, remember, this all started like January 18th. So all this stuff is in the span of like two, three days. So on January Good question. 20th, yes. The puppy was not found alive and well, was it? It was found alive and well. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying. I'm manifesting <laughs> which is not a word you're i'm manifesting, manifesting that word being it? a word okay well you know what are you doing to the puppy's memory other than tarnishing it uh i'm upholding it in a respectful manner you don't know where i fudged the truth that man's name could have been something terrible and i changed mm-hmm. it to john smith too I have a pretty good idea where I know exactly where the story changed. So around 1 a.m. in Camden, Noel, Mm -hmm. members of the Black Hawk Social Club were startled by an eerie sound outside. As probably people just making fun of them going like, (laughs) loser, virgins. I know, Black Hawk Social Club. I don't trust a social club that's all men. I don't trust a social club. And I don't trust men. And I don't trust a Black Hawk. That's a military weapon in the form of an aerial uh, helicopter. Yep. I think it's a helicopter. All yeah. are true. I know that there's a movie called Black Hawk Down. And one time my mom was watching it and she said, Hillary Clinton's a bitch. And I remember that she talked about that. So I'm pretty yeah. sure that that movie and Hillary and Clinton are involved. And my mom said bad words about her. And I was yeah. quite young. Yeah. Uh, as the noise grew louder. A monstrous creature appeared at the back window, staring in before vanishing with a chilling scream. An hour later, in Haddon Heights, a trolley passenger spotted a similar being, and these passengers watched a winged figure circling overhead, then emitting a hissing noise before disappearing. The conductor described it again as kangaroo-like with a long neck and hideous head. Oh, damn. T, what if he was a cute head? It had a collie head. It's cute. I don't know. Maybe it looks like Beta Ray Bill. Um, in Trenton, which is the capital of New Jersey, and I remember that because Trenton got a New Jersey. And, you know, that's it. And that's all we can say for public school. That's how I remember. That is what I learned in public school. You just heard 100% of it. Uh, William Cromley's horse panicked at the sight of a furry feathered beast with sparkling eyes. And that same night, Mr. Whedon was awakened by the sound of wings and found hoof prints outside his home. Further investigations revealed similar prints throughout the town, deepening the mystery of the Jersey Devil. And during this period of heightened Jersey Devil sightings, farmers noticed nocturnal attacks on their livestock. Trolley cars even employed armed guards against potential encounters. 
In Burlington, a woman saw a bird-like creature near her home, which left footprints in the snow. And Mount Holly residents reported seeing a creature with a horse-like head and large wings that walked like a human. In Westville, two women saw outside their window. What were two women doing together by a window at that time? They were roommates. Oh, my God. They were roommates. Oh, my God. In West Collingsworth, it was mistaken for an ostrich. But onlookers realized it was a Jersey Devil when it eventually confronted them aggressively. Have you ever been around an ostrich? Yeah, they're fucking evil dinosaurs. Also, the confronted them aggressively is just like, they were like, oh, my God, look at that fucking ostrich. And then the Jersey Devil comes over and he goes, hey. Yeah, you fucking knock it off. I don't know why. You said that. <laughs> and it clicked its heels together and yeah. scuttled off into the night, twirling a cane. Yep. Have you ever seen an ostrich? Uh, I've seen an ostrich. I've had encounters with an emu, okay. uh, which is similar to an ostrich. Yeah. Kissing so. cousins, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mary Sorbinski bravely defended her dog. She's not a bitch from the creature. Uh, which caused enough of a scuffle that the police had to come intervene and a crowd even gathered. And no one, see, bystander effect, no one jumped in. They could have jumped the Jersey Devil and they just sat and watched and they didn't even have an iPhone to record. So what the fuck were they even doing? Well, despite what Noel just said, they did attempt to shoot it and the creature invaded harm and eventually disappeared, leaving the community in awe and fear of this elusive entity. It's exact, is what it did. It bit bombed. That just, once again, tells me not enough people jumped in. You're telling me one Jersey Devil versus 10 guys from Jersey? You're, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, fucking right. I don't know. Think of little, think of little Mike Sorrentino. Also, what are you jiggling? What do you have in your hand? Marbles? What are you doing? Uh, No, I have a, a medicinal caplet. Because I can't swallow pills, I open them and I pour the medicine into my how- mouth and I have the carcass of the pill, but I will throw it. You better oh. knock that off, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice you. I'm going to shave your head. Anyway. Um, the following day, Sorbinski's encounter brought even more unsettling sightings. Early on January 22nd, a family heard something on their roof. And later, a policeman, Louis Stair, spotted a creature resembling the Jersey Devil at a horse trough. With, again, a kangaroo-like body, deer antlers, and bat wings this time. Ooh, we're adding. And the surgeon sightings led to the temporary closures of schools and offices in the area, with many terrified employees calling in sick. I love that. Fuck a snow day. Give me a Jersey Devil day. You know, that would be a good shirt. Merch alert. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that's so fucking sick. We just don't do it like that anymore. We just don't get scared enough to lock up. I mean, look at, we had a global pandemic and they still were like, whatever, man. Meanwhile, yeah, they fucking, they're still begging people to stay inside. Yeah, this, this shit. They were like, oh, dog face kangaroo bat. Mom's staying the fuck <laughs> in today. <laughs> right. We just don't do um, it like that. We're just not a proper country don't. anymore. We just try to act unbothered. While the mental illness slowly reduces our generation into a vat of depressed bed burritos. And, you know, I'm happy to do it. I love a little bit of rot time. (laughs) Um, Interestingly, Pennsylvania also experienced similar sightings around the time. And while there's no concrete evidence linking these sightings to the Jersey Devil of New Jersey, the similarities are pretty striking. And after a flurry of frequent encounters in early 1899, there, the cases did abruptly cease which, and resumed sporadically as the 20th century progressed. 
In January 1909, Officer James Sackfield reported a startling encounter with the Jersey Devil, claiming to have seen it emerge from an alley and take flight into the night. It was unharmed by his gunfire, and following this incident, a wave of sightings occurred. Bristol's postmaster, E.W. Minster, was awakened by an unusual sound and observed a large, glowing crane-like creature flying over the Delaware River. On January 19th, Nelson Evans and his wife reported a bizarre creature on their roof, combining various features of different animals. It's so crazy to me that all of these happen at the end of January. Yeah, there's got to be, yeah. Decades apart. Got to be something to that, huh? And throughout the 20th century, the sporadic sightings of the Jersey Devil continued. In 1927, a taxi driver encountered a winged creature violently pounding on his vehicle's roof while changing a tire. Barry Pickards in Leeds Point in May's Landing reported seeing a strange flying creature in August of 1930, and a group of children in Gibbonstown witnessed a creature in 1951, with more sightings reported later in that evening. And as recently as 1993, a forest ranger named John Irwin claimed a close encounter with a six-foot winged creature by the Molka River, which he believed to be the Jersey Devil. And someone with the last name Irwin has never lied about an animal ever. That's true. So the Pine Barrens area has been a hotspot for Jersey Devil sightings, with particular incidences even reported in recent times. A forest ranger named Alan McFarland encountered a gruesome scene at a farm near Wharton State Forest where pigs had been mysteriously butchered with their heads gnawed and their bodies scratched. And these unsettling events remain unsolved. And I think this Mm -hmm. is kind of going into what you said earlier, where it kind of ties into like skinwalker stuff. Yeah. Um, Mutilated livestock. Yes. Manner of which they were mutilated. No. Head gnaws and body scratched is not a skinwalker trait. Skinwalker trait is like blood and blood. organs removed. Yeah, blood removed and almost um, medically clean looking, mm-hmm. not like a gore, gore Right, fest. and chupacabra is also kind of a blood thing. It's not necessarily like full mutilations where no blood can be found, but it is very vampire-like. So mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of similarities, but nothing that really makes it so that the Jersey Devil doesn't deserve its own distinction. And years later, a group of friends dirt biking in the Pine Barrens area experienced simultaneous bike engine failures accompanied by an eerie, unidentifiable scream from the woods, which led to a panic-stricken retreat. I feel like that's the first time we've seen, like, some sort of paranormal, like, Mm -hmm. event happen with it. Yeah, like, engine failure, um, that is a little bit more Bigfoot to me. Um. Well, I also feel like um, engine failure kind of reminds me a bit of like, I, I'm blanking on the technical term for them, but like Appalachian skinwalkers, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you yeah. uh, whistle in the woods and it comes at you, you know, like it'll make yeah. your engine fail. Right. Or like the unidentifiable scream. That sounds like Wendigo. That also Wendigo, sounds like. Yeah. Appalachian folk magic, like a lot of this stuff, it bleeds into it so well. Um, which makes it weird that the Jersey Devil isn't like up there when people talk about cryptids. It's usually like Bigfoot, Nessie, uh, Mothman, Mothman, yeah. But like Jersey Devil, I did not realize how saturated the sightings were until like this like whole episode has been nothing but sightings, yeah, all from credible sources. And I only took a few, there are hundreds. And the most recent one was in October of 2015. 
and Dave Black claimed to have encountered the Jersey Devil on a New Jersey golf course. He described seeing what he initially thought was a llama near Route 9 in Galloway. Hell yeah. Which then unfolded leathery wings and flew away. Black captured a photograph of the creature, which showed distinct wings and what appeared to be horns. And despite, this isn't the one that I posted on the thing. You can find it. It looks like a goat to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But despite suggestions that the image could be a pinata. A pinata. Haters are always trying to use the lowest common denominator. A pinata. That's a fucking new one. Uh Uh-huh. Or a small mammal caught by an owl. Black believed he saw a large flying mammal. And he stated that he was not looking for monetary gain, but rather a rational explanation. They never are. And that's how you know when they're real, baby. That's how you fucking know. Dude, it's people who like want will stake their reputation to have people believe them. They have no reason to lie. Yeah. Um, and it's it's uh pretty wild, but I think if I'm thinking of the photograph, it, oh, it looks more like a I goat. <laughs> I take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> this photo are you fucking oh i shouldn't have looked here's the thing i shouldn't have looked i was so behind him i was like free my mans free my mans and then i see this picture and i'm like oh oh so what's interesting about this like sometimes people like to call the jersey devil the 13th child which i think is so fucking metal that is um there is no doctored evidence which is why people say it's got to be either a pinata or like an owl like um, because the photo is valid. It's just the contents of the photo. Remember it was like the dinner plate UFO that we laughed about that one time. Yeah. It looks like taxidermy thrown in the air a little bit, but, uh, wow. If someone's That's... willing to gauge their entire reputation on that, they saw something. Oh, I'll believe God. them. It's just really, I want to support out. the community. It's so really me out of the fantasy. So the legends of the Jersey Devil do indeed blend fact and folklore, with sightings that vary wildly over the years. And its connection to esoteric knowledge and old pagan rituals highlights a clash with societal norms, particularly in the Quaker community. And this points to a possibility that the legend was used as a tool for social control, labeling those with unconventional beliefs as evil. And the theory that the Jersey Devil might be an indigenous creature predating European settlers adds another layer of intrigue. But it's its association with Daniel Leeds, which could have been a convenient way to demonize his ideas while offering a scapegoat for unexplained events that sometimes is the most popular. But the resemblance to London Spring-Hilled Jack suggests a broader pattern of folklore, which evolves to explain the unexplained and taps into the deep-seated fears and curiosities of the communities in which they plague. So, what do you think? You you are on the uh, on the beat that he's his own separate thing. Yes, I believe that the Jersey Devil is its own separate entity. Because um, well, like Springhill Jack is not like he's a he's like a man. Like Springhill Jack I, is a man. I see Springhill Jack as more of being like the legend devil, where it's like a hooved Baphomet type dude in a suit. You know what I mean? Like almost like a cartoon. Yeah. He's the cartoon devil with bat wings. Yeah. He's and he kind also of like, like, he's kind of sexy. 
they and kind he didn't of make have, him sexy. Yeah, he, I didn't see him as like being more animalistic. I saw him as like a human with animal features, so mm-hmm. to speak. So like when it says that he's looking in at people and um kind of mocking and stuff, I see those as like more human traits. Yeah. The reason why I would say the Jersey Devil seems to be a little bit more cryptid. Is, yeah, it takes on like the animalistic aspect. Um yeah. and before anyone tries to call us out, we don't necessarily think of Bigfoot as a cryptid. We think of him as more of like a paranormal being, yeah. which could take on more humanistic things. So don't yeah. come for me. Yeah, I would put the Jersey Devil in the same category as Mothman. Yes, I would too. Highly intelligent um, anomaly creature with but not necessarily like a humanistic type yeah. thing. Not humanistic, not paranormal, not alien, almost like, um, like some sort of remnant of prehistoric. Yeah. Like a pagan God Tulpa or something that had been birthed into like the, the blood of the earth in that area, so to speak. Well, I guess that's um, the other thing. Do you think it's more of a, um, like a lost from evolution type animal no. or do you think it's like a tulpa like supernatural um i don't think it's a lost evolution thing um in the same way i don't think mothman's a lost evolution thing mm-hmm. um i want to give more credence to a tulpa i tend to because of the family ties uh, I think it's more of like an entity that's perhaps interdimensional, but doesn't cross into the same like paranormal type category as Bigfoot. Because with Bigfoot, you get so many UFO sightings and things like that to where well, I'm like, it's something else. The whole T, right? That like Bigfoot is an interdimensional traveler, as in like he just accidentally sometimes steps onto our plane of existence mm-hmm. in time and space. Yeah. And the idea that people who see Bigfoot sightings tend to, it's, he, he's almost more of like a poltergeist. So just mm-hmm. like an alien poltergeist. Yeah. Whereas these are different. Like he's very distinct when I don't necessarily, I don't think you and I necessarily categorize him as a cryptid anymore. No. He's more of a separate being. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Jersey, I think you hit the nail on the head though. Like Jersey devil and Mothman, I think are in their own separate tier. Yeah. Um, but it's just like fucking hard. The umbrella of cryptozoology uh, has a lot of holes in it. Yeah, it also has not just holes because hell yeah, but um, also just like I feel like cryptozoology is a depending who you're talking to type of beat. Like depending yeah. who you're talking to and what I would say what type of cryptids they're into, they lean different. Like they lean a different way and they have different explanations. They have different categorizations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if somebody was like, no, Bigfoot is a fucking cryptid, I wouldn't argue against him. It's just not my lived experience based on what I know. Like, if, Well, I would if, also say maybe under the mass umbrella of yeah. if we're calling cryptids things we don't think are from, like, this planet in this time, then yeah. And even if you pushed me hard enough on Mothman, I would say Mothman's more of, like, a herald or a... Um, What is that called? Like an omen type thing? A harbinger, yeah. Harbinger Harbinger of doom. Because 
preceding Mothman sightings, you got Injured Cold. Now, Injured Cold, I don't think is a cryptid, but he is so tied intrinsically in with Mothman. It's like, fuck, dude, how does that work? Um, it's not, I don't think like it's as black and white, but I do think that the Jersey Devil is a homegrown classic fucking cryptid. Yeah, it is interesting. Like you said, that there have been so many sightings and yet he doesn't get the love. Honestly, probably because the pictures are troubling. I think it's probably along a similar tier as Nessie, where, or even Bigfoot, where you'll look, or UFOs, you know what I mean? Where the least convincing stuff get, is allowed to get bubbled to the top, whereas the most believable things we probably won't get to see based either on circumstance or government involvement, if we're being honest. Um, it's why the dinner plate photos go viral and the CIA is sitting on everything that would probably convince all of us. Yeah. I think otherwise. Some of the drawings of the Jersey Devil look like the um what's the name of the beast that you can only see when you witness death? Yes. That's exactly yes. what I thought. Yeah. Um in the last descriptions of it, like it looked like kind of like a dog head with like a horse face and like shorter front legs, but almost like a kangaroo. I was like, that just sounds like a fucking thestral man. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what it looks like. So Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So there you go. A little, a little bit of a relaxed fit for today, but yeah, um, yeah, a little, a little uh, toe dip in Jersey. Yeah, we now, had a now medical we have to get shots. We had a medical emergency, and we adjusted accordingly by throwing New Jersey at everybody. So, which you know, some would say is the opposite to do. Um, which, thank <laughs> you. Um, I am excited. I'm excited for us to empty our brains into um i i mean who cares times times square. Time square that the i was like gonna hint at it but i was like who cares the um the origins of times square and then you wanted to do a big uh king arthur series i really want to i was I could be super cool i think it would be cool because when i a little back a little backstory i was watching like a two-hour deep dive on youtube into the green knight movie and mm. all it was doing was talking about like Arthur lore. Mm -hmm. And I had it on his background, but it was so fucking interesting that I was like, I have to listen to this whole thing. And I was like, yeah. Damn, also what a great fucking movie. Yeah. I forgot how much I love, uh, green King Knight. Arthur shit. And yeah, I'm excited for it. Also, it feels very holiday to me. Like it feels very, um, like the green Knight is a Christmas movie to me. I feel like, um, Arthurian, folklore and tales very holiday it's very like norse almost it feels very yeah. um winter in the bog snow covering the woods so i so am fun. excited um i'm also i'm excited to get into a history vein i feel like we haven't done it in a minute and i'm really excited too because i feel like um yeah, we haven't we haven't done it in a bit and it, and it always is so fun and it always opens up a million topics like cryptids and aliens and ufos and the paranormal shit is always a great time it's like candy to me but uh, yeah. whenever we get into like the historical shit it it opens up my mind and cracks it open so i'm excited yeah. cryptid stuff is fun that's why it's kind of like the relaxed fit type things unless we're like really getting into the weeds of like maybe cia involvement it's mm -hmm. just a classic cut cake for dinner yeah, just a yeah little pancakes for um dinner you know a little little breakfast for din so i'm excited um and speaking of excited you should be excited and click the link in all of our bios we are at 
go to hell podcast. I am at Noel Fane. That is at Sith Lard. And in those bios, you can find a link to our link tree. And in there, we have links to our Patreon. A dollar gets you in. New episodes every week. Um, mega donate to the Patreon. Mega donate that dollar. One dollar a month will help me pay for my dog vet bills. And if we all do it, then I can get out of debt. So there's that. And it's also fun and interesting and cool and hang out. Um, we also have a link to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owl on Etsy. She makes cool shit for us and she makes cool shit in general. So go check her out. The holidays are coming. It's the perfect gift. Um, we also have a link to our merch store. 100% of the proceeds are donated. Um, we might be getting more merch dropping. Who knows? Um, but tis the season. Tis the season to donate. Um, if you do not have the luxury of having additional income to splurge on things like merch, any donation you make to a nonprofit charity of your choice. If you send the proof to us and there's a design you like, we will just give you the PDF and you can do it what you will. You can go to your local Gen X and print it on the store, or maybe you got a cricket at home. Who knows? Um, the whole point is to give back, help us yeah. put more good karma out into the universe. Um, if you don't listen to us on Patreon, then you didn't get to get to hear us talking about um, dog foster homes and dog rescues. And that is very top of mind for both of us now. So mm -hmm. definitely, definitely do that. Um, we also have a link to our Discord server, which hopefully we'll be getting more active in. I think some people are talking about starting Secret Satan. So um, probably drop that tomorrow. So check that out in Discord. And I will also link it on Facebook for you boomers. Um, we also have a link to listen to us, which is anywhere podcasts are heard. You killed it. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say, but I think that is everything. Okay. Let's get the fuck out of here. Hail Santa. Oh, <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> you like, forgot. I, well, you were just going to let me, I was going through my brain going, I missed something. I missed something. And you were just going to let me go. Oh my God. I was going to let you go. Yeah. Well, you know who wouldn't let me go? The one Santa. who never has the one who shows up to me time and time again the one who is always there no matter how much you want to not believe in him and so that's what i'm going to give a hail satan for man i said it once i said it twice i'll say it for a third time hail santa okay and hail wait, dogs wait who who is the norse god that santa is for sure molded after not Odin. Oh, it's Odin. It's Odin. It immediately came out of my fucking head. <laughs> so what she does mean is hail Odin. Okay, now let's get the fuck out of here. All right, bye. Bye.